0: By now, I'm sure unless you've been hiding Under a rock somewhere, you are completely Familiar with the slap of The century. Will Smith Chris Rock, and an unforgettable Oscars. This was a night that will probably live on, but what David and I are about to talk about in here is a much different conversation that is not being had on the internet and across the socials at this time. So why don't you come inside, let's talk a little bit about the slap of the century, Will Smith, Chris Rock, and an unforgettable Oscar night. All right, all right.
1: Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. to hear about your emotions. (laughs)
0: Yeah, we'll just say it has something to do with Kubler-Ross and the five stages of grief. Um, (laughs) All right, everybody. Hey, welcome to uh, Full Throttle Thursday. Hopefully that uh, is a name that is in your mouth at the moment and you know exactly what we're talking about right now. Why not everybody else in the world is talking about it? So we figured we'd jump in on it too. Um, Talking a little bit about what happened at the Oscars late on Sunday night. Yeah, And what's interesting about this is I had no idea. Like I am so detached from all things that go on on in that world, it yeah. seems. If it's not on a streaming platform, I have no idea what's going on. I didn't know
1: anything about it either. No,
0: so I get a text from my daughter yesterday morning, you know, at the time of this recording, we're doing this a little early. Um, she sends to me, hey, did you see this? And I said, I no idea what you're talking about, but I saw the headline. So I immediately clicked through and that's when all of the emotions started to come out and all of these things that were going on in 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 my head just kind of spilled out. So for those people that have been under a rock for the past few days and have no idea what we're talking about basically at the Oscars Chris Rock made a you know a pretty poor joke at Will Smith's wife, Expense, who it turns out she suffers from alopecia and uh, she has clearly lost her hair. He made some, you know, some weird reference to G.I. Jane, which was a 1997 film. So Chris could probably up his joke game a little bit there, but it was a joke. It was, you know, purely meant to get a laugh in the crowd. Um, Will Smith initially laughed at it, then... All of a sudden you see him walking up on stage and he proceeds to just slap Chris Rock right across the face. Um, And then as if that wasn't bad enough, the American feed they show Will Smith back at his seat, obviously screaming something not once but twice. Right. It was bleeped out on our side of the pond, but over in Europe when it was being played, it was live. Yeah. So the F-bomb coming out twice, you know, keep your wife's name out your effing mouth. Uh, he said it not once but twice. And then you could see the reaction and the, this quiet in the auditorium. It was as if you could hear a mouse fart. Yeah. It was that quiet. So... That's the precursor to what we're going to speak about today, and we're going to kind of take a little different angle about why we're talking about this. Um, as a, you know, a little bit of understanding, we've done Will Smith podcasts on here before. Yeah. We love Will Smith. We admire his his works, his biography that came out recently, his memoir, excuse me, his autobiography. Amazing. Tore it up. We've spoken about it here before. So um, what did you make of all this? Let's, let's just start there.
1: Well... Uh it's interesting because um, when we decided to talk about this, I just happened to take a glance. Actually, that's not how this, that's not how it happened. So you were the one that sent it to me. Steph sent it to me too, uh, and she asked me if I had seen it. I had not seen it, and i I got so many people contacting me yesterday asking me what I thought about this. And my first response was, I didn't think anything about it. Like, uh, I got things to do, right? Yeah. You think about... Don't have the bandwidth what, for this at the moment. Yeah, um, But then uh, somebody sent me something like... "There, I mean, There's so many different roads people are going down with this. The cultural thing, the hair thing, the hair and the cultural thing, uh, violence, all this stuff. And the the... I mean, I haven't seen anybody get this right. Yet, um, first of all, a person is never violent unless there's violence inside of themselves. Um, when anybody does anything, there's a million different ways a person can can respond. And one of the one of the questions is is that when somebody does something, are you going to react to it? Because if you're reacting to it, you're going to react to it based on whatever programming is being triggered in the moment, or are you going to respond to it where you're consciously thinking about how you're choosing to respond to something? Um, I think that it's, I think that we could probably assume that based on the the actions that he reacted to it. And it, um, you know, here's the thing about Will. I think he's a, I think he's a great guy, but he's, he's so conflicted inside and that's where this rage comes from. This, there's a huge conflict that he's been playing out since his childhood. It's very, it's, this has nothing to do with Jada. This has nothing to do with Chris Rock. Uh, He's playing out a scenario that happened in his childhood and he plays it out over and over and over again in in a myriad of different ways in his life. He had the experience as a, as a young boy watching his father beat up his mother and he froze in fear um, and didn't do anything. And the consequence of that for him was that he internalized a tremendous amount of guilt and shame around the idea that he didn't protect his mother. Right. And he goes into great deal detail about this in his book. He also had experienced many, many times the reaction to certain uh, situations in life as being violent because he had a very violent father, right? So when you when you put these two scenarios into a young boy's conscious mind, of course, there's many different ways that that story can get in there and how it's perceived. But he openly has told the world that he it's the it's the greatest guilt and shame of his life uh, that he did not do anything um, to save his mother, and. Everything that he's done in his career, with with Jada, with with everything, is the result of him actually trying to resolve this conflict inside of himself. And I think what he doesn't understand is that there isn't anything that he can do to resolve the conflict. It's not an outward, I'm going to do this, I'm going to pay a penance, I'm going to go to confession, I'm going to... You know, all the crazy stuff that the world says... Um, to resolve this, his his extraordinary success comes out of the pain that he's not a good person because he has shame and guilt around this, and we see people do this um, everywhere. They take they take something and they and they try to work it out. Uh, that if I can just be good enough, this story will not haunt me. So back to the idea of the violence and the conflict. If there is not violence in a person, there will not be a violent reaction. And there's tremendous violence inside will. Um, there's the violence of the, the, the violence that he experienced with his mom and dad. There's the violence that he experienced um, with him and his father. There's the violence from where he grew up. Uh, there's also there's also the violence that we see in the world that we're exposed to. It's interesting because if a person is, tr- is conflicted uh, tremendously inside of themselves and they have a ton of shame and guilt, those are the things that are gonna affect that person most in the world because it's the things that they're gonna see that aggravate this. So the idea is that this scenario begins to take place. It's supposed to be a place of celebration. And, um, you know, you have somebody who's a a comedic uh, individual that's hosting the the show, and he says something. And in that moment, um, he went right back to that his mother was being attacked by his father. And it gave him the opportunity to try to it, it would have been a beautiful opportunity for him to come to peace with this in his mind had he been conscious of what was happening. But he wasn't conscious of what was happening. He reacted to it. And in that moment, Jada was his mother and Chris Rock was his father, and he stood up for his mother like he didn't do when he was a child. And this is the perfect example of um, stories from our childhood playing out as an adult with without Having considered the consequence of our results, the consequence of our actions as an adult, um, uh, because we're coming from a juvenile story, you know, when we're when we're kids, t the we're in a situation where we don't have authority. We have no we have no real choice over our life. Everybody is telling us what to do, who to be, where to go, what not to do, what to do. He had a father that was just like a drill sergeant over his, over his life. Father, The authority was from the father, right? Um, there, there was a very different energy that he got from his mother, and I'm sure that that's played a role in his life significantly. But the problem is, is that he, is never, he has never come to the understanding that he is his own authority now everything that's driving him is still the authority of his father in his mind, like when he built the brick wall when he was a kid, right? And he's been building walls his entire life because of this. With, with the, and, and the thing is this, as you get older, this gets worse. Because as you get older and you realize all the things that you're doing is not resolving this pain, not only does the ability for us to hold back that story begin to weaken, it, we, it gets to the point where it intensifies so that something could happen like this and then a person ends up reacting. What Everything that the world is talking about as far as what they perceive this and they're bringing it all down, it has nothing to do with any of those things. Absolutely nothing. The only thing this has to do with is Will Smith. That's
0: it. 100%. And this is what I love about this conversation because in the 36 to 48 hours of research I've done in preparation for this conversation today, not a single person went back and looked at the memoir to that moment where you just connected his shame around not protecting his mother right. and in the moment that Jada became his mother. Because if you watch the tape, and believe me, I've analyzed it like the Zabruder film, to see if this was you know, some sort of a bit or a gag, yeah. is that he initially laughs at the joke Apparently, that is yeah. happening. But what you see is Jada's reaction clearly on camera, and between the time they pan back over to Chris Rock, that's when... Will gets out of his seat and comes up on the stage. But no one is talking about that piece. No one is talking about him protecting, not protecting his mom. And this is his opportunity to make amends for that, that happened decades and decades and decades ago. Something that you, and I love that. I think that's that's a brilliant take for us to have here because that's what you do. You bring the truth and understanding to what this situation is. And you're right. Every single person has an opinion on it. And we clearly do as well because we're talking about it, but we're taking a different angle. It seems to be fairly split right now, how people are responding to it. You've got, people in the alopecia side of things who are very frustrated that this is, you know, this was a joke made at someone's expense who's suffering from this disease. You've got uh, women and men who are talking about Jada doesn't need to be saved. She doesn't need to be protected. There's no white night scenario happening here. And then you've also got something interesting that I noticed today. People are starting to go back and retroactively dig for nonsense, right? Right. So I saw a clip today of uh, Will actually slapping another person on a red carpet at a men and Black 2 premiere uh, for some guy who was posing, he's like a jokester, posing as like a reporter and went and did a couple of those European kisses but got a little too close and a little too gropey for Will's like, so Will gave him a little backhanded slap in the moment. And then there's also a clip surfacing now of him on the Arsenio Hall show, which he looks like he's about 19 years old. Right. Um, and he's making fun of a bald guy in the in the band, in Arsenio's band. So you're starting to see that, and and, and that goes back to the idea of we're gonna make this person pay. All the good that he has done up to this point is gone. All the all that will all that will is gone. And now he's being asked to be a perfect human being. I think for me, it was awful. It was it was a disgusting display on his part, but at the same time he is human. It just so happens he did it in front of millions of people. I think that's the difficult part.
1: Here. You know, I think so so here's this is I mean I already told you what I thought this was about. Okay, um, it's very obvious to me. This was a what this is about. It, it's a it's a classic replay uh, of a childhood problem, and it, ha- it really has nothing to do with anything else. But it is very it is very enlightening for people to really take a look at themselves in this and how they're reacting because. We're living in a world where these outbursts of violence are happening more and more and more. Um, to what degree, we can't be sure because we only know what the media shows us, right? It's not like violent outbursts don't happen that the media doesn't show us. Um, but, you know, right now they think it's fun and games to be showing us every, every act of violence that they can get their hands on and every act of fear that they can get their hands on, which exacerbates it in an in individual that has that going on inside of themselves. You're never going to get people that don't have violence in them uh, reacting in a violent way or in a way that's demeaning to other people, um, because you're you're constantly prompting th- this this kind of psychotic response uh, from the media in in the world. Um, you know, I mean, for for like 24 hours, the, the Will Smith thing became more popular than the war, right? right? I mean,
0: that shows you where we're at. It shows
1: you where, where we're, we're at. Now. It really, yeah, it it really does. Uh, the I think that people need to just pause and take a look at why they're reacting the way that they're reacting to this, and they need to ask a very serious question. What's going on inside of me that's causing me to react this way? Um, Somebody, like I told you, I had a bunch of people ask me about it yesterday. Most of them I didn't even respond to, but one person I responded to, and I basically told them the same thing that I told you, and their response to me was, well, I think that if Jada hadn't looked at him the way that he did when Chris told the joke, he probably wouldn't have done anything. And And my response was this we can't know what he would have not done. We only know what he did do. So everything beyond this is every individual telling their own made-up story about what's happening. And when we continue to go down that road, um, we keep justifying our own story. Every story that you're reading that's here, there, and everywhere is really everybody giving the opinion of their own story. On what's going on? They're not—they're not looking at, nor do they even care. Like they don't care. They're just—they're just reacting, in the same way that Will reacted. Right. right. When I have to get my opinion out there, when I have to push a narrative, when I have to make him wrong, when I have to do this, it's no different. I'm not—I'm talking about the reaction part, not the actual action. action. The reaction part of it is no different than what Will's doing. If a person is not consciously thinking and saying, number one, do I want to respond to this? Uh, do I not want to respond to this? Why do I even care? And then they start to spend an extraordinary amount of time coming up with different reasons for this. It it becomes obvious that they don't even understand the reason that's going on inside of themselves. Here's Here's something to think about. Even if you didn't read Will's book and you don't know anything about him, here's what we know. Violence on the outside is a result of violence on the inside. He has a tremendous conflict going on inside of himself on who he is and who he wants to be. And he can't figure out how to cross that bridge. And whoever it is that's giving him advice is unfortunately not giving him the right advice because this is very easily solved for for him if he was talking to the right person could show him exactly how to put this to bed for the rest of his life. But what's unfortunately happened is that there's a great mistake that's taken place. It's become his identity and he is now identifying with this side of himself when a person begins to identify themselves with an internal trauma or tor- turmoil or re- whatever, their mind projects it into their world everywhere. This is how he ends up reacting in the way that he's reacting. But here's the other thing. Everybody that's coming up with all of these different scenarios about hair and color and things that he's done in his past, all, you know, all this stuff... They're, they're also coming from their own identity issue, right? Who are we to say what's right or wrong, right? Sure. Um, who are we to judge anything that this man does? If we see something like this happen and we have a reaction inside of ourselves, we should be looking at the reaction inside of ourselves, And asking ourselves, why am I having this specific reaction? Because my reaction is different than yours, and yours is different than somebody else's, and somebody else's is different than somebody else's. But it's all our own reaction. It's something that we're creating inside of ourselves. And we'll create from one of two places. We'll either create from the reactionary subconscious part of our mind, or we will create from the conscious part of our mind. Because in the conscious part of our mind, we can give anything the meaning that we want to give it, right? Right. In the subconscious part, when that's, when that is in reaction mode, when it gets triggered, we're going to give it whatever meaning that we have given our own identity meaning in, in our, uh, uh scenario. So what we're seeing everybody do is everybody wants to give this an identity, right? Um, I even, saw, I even saw something where somebody said white people should not be responding to this because they don't understand the culture of black people in their hair, something like this. And so when, when you see something like that, you have people that are identifying black and you have people that are identifying white and you have people that are identifying hair, Uh, um, maybe disease, right? Because she, she apparently has alopecia Alopecia, or something. Right. right. When, and the, and the, the, the thing is, is that I just look at this as a human being. These are human beings. Why are we looking at what color they are? Right. Yeah. Isn't, isn't it that, isn't it that, that, all the work that's been, hap- that's been happening uh, for a couple of hundred years and we get to Martin Luther King and he tries to, he tries to bring the entire world out of the idea of, of not looking at each other's color and looking at each other's humanity. And now we're going backwards into this. I don't look at people based on what their color is. I look at it's a human being. Here's something important. Right. If you take, you take a man and a woman, that's not two separate species. It's We're the same species. You take a white man and a black man, it's not two separate species. We're the same species, right? If you take a black man and you take an Asian man, if you take an Asian man and you take an Indian man, woman or man, we're all the same species, right? We're not, that's not two separate species. Right. Now, we're all unique in that idea, but the idea is that when we start to divide our mind because we're so obsessed now with identity, what do I identify with, right? And uh, am I this? Am I that? It has become. It's beyond narcissistic. It's neurotic. It, it it is a place where it's it's a it's a sickness that's going on through the world because people are not being taught what their identity is as a child and we're picking up identities through this thing right we're looking at this and we're trying to come up with an identity so that we're accepted and you can see how fluid people's identities are right now because if all of a sudden it's not okay to like this identity and it's okay to like this one or if it's if it's if it's time to make this identity wrong I'm going to identify with another one so people have no idea who they really are. Yeah. And that is terribly ungrounding. Uh, it is. It, it, it has a psychotic nature to it. It causes people to react in violence. It causes people to react in a way where they don't really understand how to get to a place of peace and joy inside of themselves. And the, it, the further that it gets split, the more violence that's going to occur because we we're, we're misunderstanding the idea that picking an identity is what's going to make us safe. There is no there's absolutely no other identity out in the world than understanding what you really are. And the only way people can ever get to the place where they can understand what they really are is to understand what they're not. Right? Right? I'm not white, I'm not black, I'm not hairy, I'm not bald, I'm not Jewish, I'm not Catholic, right? I'm not man, I'm not woman. As we strip away all these false identities, only then will a person begin to understand who they really are. Because people will say to me all the time, well, what am I? Uh, what's my purpose in life? Well, what's my destiny? What should I do? And it's like, those are very interesting questions. Why don't you know the answers to those? Every other form of nature knows that answer for itself. Sure. But human beings don't because we're constantly being told who to be and who not to be and who to like and who to hate. And all it does is it drives this. So in this moment... Um, and I won't say unfortunately, because this might be the thing that allows Will to get to the place where he's ready to drop this identity that's not true and actually find his own humanity inside of himself and come to peace with this. And the and like if people are, everybody else, if they would look at it from a place of what is the reflection of this inside of myself, we can begin to heal us. Instead of making somebody else again wrong, instead of creating all of this nonsense about him, his color, his gender, um, the man woman thing, like it has nothing to do with any of yeah, those things. It's just more divisive. It's totally divisive. And it's hundred
0: percent projection. You know, I mean, but, yeah. every single person, every story, even myself, I wage this battle. You know, for many hours dealing with the. My projection of my story and my inadequacies, inadequacies my insecurities. So, so in let me ask story. you that question. Yeah.
1: You you grew up in a violent household, I did. right? So I did. so how did that how did that make you feel oh, when you saw that? I'll tell you what, I was,
0: I was wrecked. I can stin I continue to still be rattled, but I've gone through some stages to get to a more comfortable place. But when I first saw it, I was, I had a knot in my stomach and I was immediately nauseous. When he walked up, I could tell in his body language when I saw it, something was going to happen. But at the time I was still like, oh, it's a joke. But then when the slap happened, I immediately got this really tingly feeling in my body where I just go numb. I completely go numb. My, you know, fight, flight, freeze, I definitely just froze in the moment. And that was what I had to contend with the entire day. It's crazy how a microcosm of one five-second event totally derailed my mind for an entire day plus. Like I joked off camera with you that I went through the five stages of (laughs) Kubler-Ross's grief scale. And I actually took down some notes about every single one of those stages. I first, I denied it. I thought it was a bit thought it was a gag, didn't really happen, Analyze the film, look how Chris is standing. He's not in a defensive stance. He knew it was coming. All these crazy things, again, I'm projecting onto it. And then I got angry because one of my heroes, whom I look up to and I admire a great deal and we've talked about on this show, he would do something like that in front of millions of people. So again, I'm justifying, you know, and I'm angry at Will for doing this awful and atrocious thing. Interestingly, from there, I went into bargaining like, You know, maybe there was more here. Maybe it was justified. Maybe, you know, there's history here, which there was. Chris had made some Jada jabs before. You know, maybe they have other history that we don't know about. We don't know all those stories. So I'm going back and forth forth in my mind, trying to bargain to make sure that this was a justifiable move. And then after that, I just got sad and depressed. It's, It's almost as if I lost a loved one. And I even had a conversation with Steph last night. Like, I feel really crummy. I feel really sad. And I feel as if... I am attending uh, a funeral or a moratorium for someone who whom I've loved. Now, that's like elevating this situation. It's not like that. I think that will Smith has the potential to come out of this better based on what you said about him addressing and coming to grips with his dark side. And I wrote down, this is just brilliant. You've probably said this a million times, but I wasn't ready to hear it. You know, it's something to be overcome. It's not something to be overcome. It's to be accepted. Like your dark side is a part of you. You can't overcome who you are or who you were. You can get better, but that's always inside of you. I love the fact of this could be an opportunity for him to accept who he is as a human being. Could he have in the moment apologized?
1: And to understand who he's not. Exactly. Because yeah, it's sure. who he's not that showed up on that yeah, stage. that's exactly right. That because day.
0: when we think of Will Smith, we think of a successful rapper. He doesn't have to cuss on his records to make millions. He's the lovable, nice guy, even his YouTube channel. He. But you've seen glimpses of this. Even if you go back and look, you can see this coming out of him. And he, he knows who he is, but who he is not is who we saw on that stage. Right. And it's fascinating to me. And I just hope that at the end of the day that we can understand and I love that you bring up the projection piece cuz that was 100% me projecting like I said all of my insecurities into this into this act but it really made me feel as someone who grew up around you know I grew up in 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 a household where you know the threat of violence was always there I grew up in a town where you settled you know your your disputes with your fists down at the friggin park you know on a you know Friday evening like it was like total totally a weird and fucked up situation but it's like I am a retreat I'm a fallback I'm a I don't want to even be here right now and that's what I tried to do yesterday I tried to run away from all of it but then here I am spending you know time watching videos listening to everybody else bring their bullshit into it and, and breaking it down and it starts to infect my mindset so I think the, the important thing about this conversation that we have and is, is we're understanding a little bit more and your, your, your take on Dark Side is brilliant um, allowing me to understand How I felt in the moment and accepting those feelings, but also knowing that those are my feelings. Don't put that on somebody else.
1: That's it. This is not about what he did. It's about how we react to it. Right? He what he did was was his own internal reaction and what everybody else is doing now is reacting. And if he starts to go down this road where he makes himself wrong about this, instead of actually bringing light to it, to understand what happened, he will continue to say, um, I, to, he will continue to, to 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 storehouse and stack up more reasons why he should be shame and guilty about things, and he needs to not be thinking about anybody else and really just thinking about himself, so that he brings himself together and and starts to starts to really find out who he is. This is a great opportunity for that to actually. Happen. And he doesn't owe anybody anything.
0: No, he does not. He doesn't and, owe anybody anything. This is very similar to other heroes we've talked about in the past, you know, when Tiger Woods's infidelities came to light. And we talked about how if he would have just owned it in the moment, then perhaps it would have been much different for him. And he wouldn't have had to deal with the shame and the guilt of losing sponsors and all these other things had he just said who he said he was. same To with, his wife. To his wife. Ahead yeah, of time. His, yeah, nobody. This, yeah, this is, nobody
1: This is is who I am. This is what I want to be. Had he been honest up front, he would not have had the catastrophe uh, that happened. And and, and see, this is the thing. It's denying who we are, not accepting who we are. And then the other thing is that this whole belief in this idea of what it is that we're not— and the compulsion that that carries through our life causes us to consistently just make error after error after error and the air, the the one last thing I want to add to this sure. is that he he needs not to judge himself and people need not to judge him everybody needs to look inside for their own experience and they need to fix it there right that's where we that's where the this does not get solved by projecting onto Will Smith or Chris Rock or Jada or, or anything else. It gets solved by looking at the conflict we have in ourselves that, w- that reacted based on what it is that we experienced watching that happen or hearing about it or, or reading about it. What's the conflict inside of yourself? There is no conflict outside of ourself. The conflict is always on the inside. So, like, it could, be, it could be a tremendous healing moment for everybody that's experienced this if they understand one thing. This has nothing to do with them. It has to do with the conflict that I have inside of myself. Because if we heal that conflict, then we stop the violence around the world, right? See, here's the, here's the thing, T. When I really, really believe this, when people discover their own humanity, there's no, the violence will stop. If, if, if I love you, right, if I'm coming from my humanity and I love you, how am I going to treat you? With love. With love. Right. Right. If I have that humanity for myself, how am I going to treat myself? with love Total. i'm not going to hurt myself i'm not going to hurt somebody else this is this is inside of us both spiritually and genetically when i don't love myself when i don't know who i am when i think that i'm something that i'm not i have inner conflict and turmoil con- constantly inside of myself except i don't know that it's inside of myself I only experience it when something outside of myself happens. Here's what we need to realize. Everybody that watched this happen that's having a reaction, where did you experience it? You didn't experience it on the TV or the screen or the phone. You experienced it inside. The only place we ever experience anything is inside of us. And it's the only experience we can change. Sure. Right, but we have to stay conscious to do that. The moment that we blame and project, we've completely left our body, and we're now in a, a, a totally different conflict. The conflict for everybody that's that's dealing with this, it's inside them.
0: Yeah, I love I love that you strip it down to the bare bones. That this is an inward resolution that needs to happen inside you. It's not about Will. It's not about Chris. It's not about Jada. It's about you and right. your reaction to it. I think that helps me sort of reframe everything that I felt yesterday. And I can feel myself lightening up a little bit, knowing that now I have the awareness that I had this reaction, even though it hijacked a significant part of my day, that I know that there's something that's unresolved inside that's of it. me.
1: That's it. And that's
0: the conflict. If that you I take those to,
1: five stages that you went yeah, through, and right. you look at one, each one of them individually with yourself, you'll heal that And you'll be able to watch something like that, and you won't have a reaction to it at all.
0: I love that. This has been honestly, David, one of the best conversations I think we've had on this show, just because I went into it thinking we were going to talk about one thing, and we talked about that, but the way you brought in an understanding around looking for inward resolutions, looking at your dark side, accepting who you are, I think that that's going to help a lot of people, and and they probably have a lot of opinions, I'm sure, (laughs) and they're probably projecting all over into this story, but I think you've given them food for thought, and to allow them to take a step back can really say to themselves, what am I experiencing in this moment? What does that say about me and what can I do to heal it? Because if you come from a place of love, then you're just going to be more love. And I think that's a a step in the right direction for where we need to go in this world.
1: One one last thing. Another thing that that I want to add to this, because here's a road that people can go down that gets very confusing. Love is not something we do. Love is based on cause and effect. Love is an effect of something what is it the effect of it's the effect of accepting ourselves accepting our humanity and knowing what that is when we do that all there is is love it's the it's the natural state right it's not i need to love myself i need to love myself because that gets back into the doing that's saying i'm not this and i need to do something to be this right, right. so acceptance is an awareness it's un, it's it's being aware of what you are if you like again if you use nature as an example of this Nature doesn't wonder what it is, it just is. It doesn't struggle, it doesn't toil, it is not psychotic, it doesn't have to take valium, it's not lined up at the at the psychiatrist's office. It just is because it doesn't question itself. Our conscious mind allows us to question ourselves. Our problem is that we ask the wrong questions. We we completely ask the wrong questions. If we start learning how to to ask the correct questions, we come right into the humanity of who we really are. And then all of this nonsense that the world is experiencing disappears. Like literally the world can completely come together in, you know, as they say, in like the twinkling of an eye, if people would just understand who they are and that their brother and their sister and all these other people are not their problem.
0: Yeah. And it starts with you, the person who looks back at you in the mirror. That's it. Absolutely. Brilliant, David.
1: Thanks so much. Yeah, you bet.
0: All right, all right. Hey everyone! Great conversation. What else can I say? You know, we are all familiar at this point with the slap heard round the world—the slap of the century. Will Smith taking a swipe at Chris Rock on the stage at the Oscars while millions are watching. It was a very, very interesting. And scary situation for many but again, as David said in the episode it's pure projection on your part. Look inward to see how you're reacting to this. Leave us a comment down below. Let us know exactly what this is doing for your mindset how you feel. I'm sure you've got an opinion on it but before you type in there take a moment to think about how you're feeling and what in your past is causing you to feel that way. That's what I love about Full Throttle Thursdays. You never know what you're going to get. I went into it thinking it was going to be one thing and I came out of it completely and totally aware of how my stuff was being projected into this stuff. So do us a favor, ring that bell, subscribe to the show and we will see you on the next Successful Mind Podcast. All right, all right.